So I'd like to say some words about taking the practice home. As some of you, I, I suspect, have been thinking about going home just a little bit. Mm. <laughs> um, so to continue to develop our mindfulness, it's really helpful to actually sit formally every day. And if you don't have a regular practice where you just automatically sit every day, I suggest that you really give some thought to what kind of container you can create for yourself. Like here, the container's huge. You know, we've got all these, all these people sitting with us, supporting us, our meals are made. So, you know, it's kind of pretty easy to come, you know, bells ring, tell us when to go. Uh, but so what can you do for yourself in your own environment uh, to create a supportive environment? Um, one of the things, some of the things that I found really helpful in establishing my practice uh, is sitting at the same time in the same place every day. And even if you don't have your little spot, you can make like, um, you can make a little spot. Like I was traveling for a while and so uh, staying at hotels a lot. So just take a really pretty scarf and I'd put it in the corner. So that was my spot. Uh, so just kind of make the spot a little, a little special. So um, it's something that um, reminds you that this is important. Um, one of the things about uh, the relationship between formal meditation and mindfulness in daily life is that the more mindful we are during the day, the easier it is to get concentrated when we're do formal sitting. And the more we practice formal sitting, the easier it is to be mindful during the day. So it's a really beautiful, supportive cycle. We call that virtuous cycle. Um, the other things that are really helpful is meditating with a friend or with a group. Um, I had a couple of students I, I was mentoring uh, some years back who lived in different states, but they would call each other every morning and say, okay, I'm going to go sit. Okay, me too, <laughs> and hang up. And so they'd sit, and, and that was really supportive for them. Uh, some people use the Insight Timer where it shows you all over the world how many people are meditating right now using that timer. And I know I, uh, uh, at least a couple of people I know really find that inspiring. You know, hey, there's oh, thousands of people meditating with me right now. Uh, so whatever really helps support that. Um, you know, I've, I've had a little poetry or a little Dharma book where I might read a few lines. Different things that, that you know, connect you. Um, and then one other thing is periodically... Uh, reminding oneself why we meditate. Sometimes we get into a routine and, and, you know, and then kind of lose track of what, what's that inspiration, what's it, what's it about. You know, on one level or another, we want to be free of suffering, but we each have our own way of understanding that and the pieces of that that, that feel relevant to us at any given time. So make it alive. You know, what, why, do, why do I want to practice? What, what's important about being intimate with myself? What's important about this? In developing mindfulness in daily life, um, if you haven't had a formal daily life practice, I recommend that you start with one activity you commit to. Uh, a short activity, the activity that um, I used was brushing my teeth. And it's two minutes, 
you know, f two, three times a day, however, however much you do. And uh, I used it as a concentration practice where I would focus on the co combination. I'd focus on the sensations of the bristle against the gum line. That's where you're supposed to do it. And just very slowly, there's 32 teeth, you know, so, uh, you know, half a minute per quarter, you know, so, so it's kind of like counting. You know, I do a quarter at a time and, um, and really be present for that, not doing anything else but that, just, just two minutes a few times a day. It really helps focus the mind, concentrate the mind, these little short pieces. Um, and then maybe in a month, if you've gotten good at doing that, then add another one. And um, what I did was I added things like, uh, I love warm water, you know, so I, I like washing dishes. So I feel the warm water in my hands or shampooing. Anything with warm water for me was very easy to, to continue with. Um, you know, maybe a third month later, add something else. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other moments to the day, you know, and some of us have very, very busy days. And... Um, I'll, t I'll mention that two of the things that have been the most uh, actually transforming for me. And the first one um, is, uh, I use the acronym, I, I'm into acronyms, <laughs> as you can tell, uh, BRO, B-R-O, for like a brother who's always with you. <laughs> and it stands for to breathe, relax, and open. And just take a moment right now and just take a deep breath and connect with the body as you just relax completely and open to what's next, whatever's in front of us, whether it's a pile of dishes, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of work, a pile of work, a difficult conversation, open. This is what's in front of me. I can meet this. And just takes one moment, one moment of mindfulness. And sometimes we, we really underestimate what one moment of mindfulness can do. But you sprinkle these throughout the day. Uh, first of all, just on a tensional level, doing this once an hour is incredibly helpful for decreasing tension. But it's also, it also connects us and it keeps us intimate with our days so we don't just get lost on what to do. Um, the other thing that, that has been really, uh, really helpful, it's, I started doing it after um, I did a self-retreat at home. Um, I, it was like a month-long retreat at home, and, um, and we have this uh, hallway, kind of a long ha hallway, about 20 feet, um, and uh, I used that for my walking meditation. And what I didn't realize was that after the retreat, every time I stepped on that hallway, my mind would just come right here to the present. It was conditioned to be here. And uh, so at that point I go, wow, this is really a powerful practice. Um, and I decided that every time I got up from sitting, um, I would be mindful until my next activity. So for instance, if I had to go to the bathroom, you know, 10 feet, I'd be mindfully walking those 10 feet. Not slow, not any particular speed, but I'd disengage the mind from whatever I thought I had to fix and take care of and all the stuff that's, that's happening. Uh, just let it go, sensations of my feet walking to the bathroom or getting a glass of water or walking to my car or walking from my car to the store. There's so many instances that are these in-between states. And often what we do, we just keep churning, churning our minds. 
and and it creates such a flexibility of the mind. Okay, here's the issue. Oh, I can set it down. Here's an issue. I can set it down, and it it's it creates a lightness. And I actually found I get a lot more done because I'm not so stressed. You know, I'm I'm able to just set it down. Um, you know, I'm sure some of you have had the experience of going to bed with a problem that you're working on really hard, and you wake up in the morning, there's a solution. In the same way, disengaging this way throughout the day really allows your creative mind to actually even, even you know, flourish even more. Um, and two last things I want to say. Um, um, you know, one of the things, you know, I've, you know, I don't get quite as much, but I used to get at least a hundred emails a day. And these are not emails you could delete, you know, you had to do, do something with. And I found myself, you know, my mind would get, you know, I'd look at the long list in the morning and, and it, you know, I'd get kind of grim and tight, you know, and, um, and just, so I decided, okay, with every email, I'm going to just take one moment and actually think of the person at the other end, whether I know them or not, and smile and connect with them. And it changed the nature of how I feel about doing emails. Uh, just every time, it actually doesn't take any longer because my mind, when the mind isn't resisting, going, oh no, not another email, you actually are clearer, it's quicker to respond. Uh, so it didn't add any more to my day, it just added a lot of lightness. And lastly, uh, especially in the Bay Area um, here, um, you know, I'm not sure where everybody lives, but uh, we spend a lot of time in traffic. And we spend a lot of time waiting, you know, waiting in line at the market, waiting. Um, you know, my least favorite was always waiting on tech support, you know, where you're, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, empathizing here. <laughs> Um, so there's all these times to wait at the doctor's office and, you know, turning every time we wait into mindfulness practice. We have so much more time to meditate. I mean, it's, it's you know, we, we say we're in a rush all the time. We don't, I don't have enough time to meditate. Tons of time to meditate when you're in gridlock. Um, some people do metta practice in gridlock. You know, they just kind of look at every car around them when they're stuck there and just do loving kindness towards people. Uh, so there's a lot of really beautiful uh, ways of appreciating uh, a huge portions of our life where we're waiting and kind of discounting those moments of being alive. They're just as beautiful and just as intimate as any other moment. And um, oh, that okay. That's that went quick. So I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, so, Diana, did you have anything you want to add that was particularly helpful to you? Maybe I'll talk about it at the closing. Okay, great, great. Um, so, uh, yeah, when I give time for the managers, uh, uh, I think Kabita, where 